0: Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker.
1: Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com
0: From the nation's capital, this is the Fly Fishing Consultant Podcast with your host, Rob Snowett.
1: So let's get this podcast done. This is uh, Series 1, Episode 97. And the sun just set, and I'm on a road trip. Um, it was a melancholy start to the day. we uh, It was a funeral for one of my closest friend's dads. Um, so I left home at about 6 o'clock. And I am now about to pass into pennsylvania um it's not really an advertised trip yeah i didn't do any social media about the tie, flies i've been tying or about the packing or anything else this is a this is a low-key trip when the sun rises in the morning i will be 40 years old don't um don't wish me happy birthday i'd prefer i'd Let me put it this way I don't celebrate my birthday. I have not celebrated my birthday um, in nearly 20 years. For all intents and purposes, I I really shouldn't be here right now. Uh, I've had some crazy close uh, encounters with death, um, things that could have just gone wrong and taken me out early. I was uh, snorkeling with my girlfriend in Puerto Rico in college on, off a shelf and uh, a big rogue wave came and threw us up and onto this reef and we got, you know, log rolled and completely shredded. Uh, if you want to see the pictures, uh, I have some pictures of, of my girlfriend at the time. Uh, that was a pretty scary moment. We got pretty sick from the coral too. Also on that trip, when we were going up into El Yunque, we were in a 19-inch, three-hour rainstorm. So three, in three hours' time, nearly two feet of rain fell. Um, I was the only guy on the trip, other than my professor in college. This was a tropical ecology class. And I was the one that had to get out and open and close gates during the biggest flash flood I have ever seen in my life. I don't know how I wasn't washed away. Uh, Water was starting to come up. We're talking about like canyons where these bridges are over and the water was almost washing us out. I remember opening a gate on an incline, maybe 40 degrees and the water was almost up to my knees running at a very fast pace. To put it this way, um, there were things floating out of people's houses when we were in the lowlands after the rain ended I'm talking like furniture and objects floating out of open windows and doors had broken open pretty pretty close to death there uh, not long after that I was, um, was in Africa and I had a, a baby lion latch onto my leg that could have ruptured a femoral artery. Who knows? But uh, yeah, I, don't, I can honestly say I have been bitten twice by a lion. Now, my neighbor Jim, he was bit twice by a raccoon on Sunday. That's a little different. This thing had teeth that were freaking huge for the size of that animal. Uh, and the day before, we were charged by a lion, and one almost took the face off of a lady next to me. If you've never been to the pictures part of my website somewhere, you can take a look at what a lion looks like when it's about a charge and try to kill you. Not long after that, I was down in the Florida Keys working at uh, a fly shop and I was just dropped off at the shop with a shoulder bag and a tackle bag and some rods and my brother left. He's like we'll see you when we see you. So I started working at the fly shop and after about a week, uh, where I really had nothing to eat, I asked if I could take the boss's suburban and drive that to the grocery store. And I was going down maybe card sound road. I'd have to look at a map. It's been 18 or 19 years. Um, I'm just not paying attention. I'm in a massive car. At the time, I drove a two-door Honda Accord that was about eight inches off the ground. And now I'm driving a Suburban. And somehow, the road ends at a J-bend, like a dogleg almost, with a traffic light. Didn't see it at all. Like, I came around a blind curve. I went through a red light, jumped over the median. And these are the times where you see your life flash in front of your eyes. Um, Yeah, my first thought was, holy crap, I'm going to destroy someone else's car. The life part of it wasn't even what occurred to me that I was going to, how was I going to pay for some car if I survived it? And I went over median, I I mean, it was like out of a movie where I jumped, caught air in a suburban, and almost hit loads of cars. It was uh, maybe... December twenty sixth, ninety nine. December, I don't know, somewhere around there. There was a lot of traffic in the Keys, and you know, throughout the podcast, I might come up with some other stopped shoulder ahead. some more crazy things that have happened to me. Um, there's definitely ones out there. So with all the crazy stuff I've done in my life, I honestly never thought forty would be something I live to, and I decided. Your Shad season's coming up. I'm pretty much booked through May on weekends. I'm going to be working probably four to five days a week as well. I'm not going to have a whole lot of free time with my business. Plus, the days are getting longer and warmer, and I'm going to be running around with the kid a lot. So what can I do to just get away for a low-key, turning 40, over the hill event. Like I said, I haven't celebrated my birthday. I don't want cards. I don't want gifts. I don't want to go out to dinner. Honestly, if I could go to sleep tonight and wake up on Thursday and just skip my birthday, I would be happy. I'd be more content to do that. And I would have stayed home. But I decided what's one thing that's been haunting me for a couple years now. And it's a steelhead. So I decided I'm going to get a really expensive bottle of bourbon. I'm going to drive up and car camp during the week for a couple days and have my parents some neighbors help out watching the kid. And I just want to not have to deal with anything but the end of my line and trying to figure out why a fish is going to eat my fly at a particular time in that particular location on that river. So a couple weeks ago, when I started planning this idea, I went down to Batch 13, which is my liquor store of choice. It's on 14th Street in D.C. It's just north of my cousin's restaurant, Ghibellina. If you haven't eaten Ghibellina pizza in D.C., you really need to go. It's the best pizza in the city. So I went out to see George, my buddy. He's also from the country of Georgia. And I wanted a bottle of Blanton's. It's the one thing I've always hinted for a Hanukkah gift or just a random present from the wife. She's never gotten me one. So I decided to take it upon myself. That'll be my birthday present to myself or mostly just an excuse to go on a fishing trip to drink an expensive bottle of bourbon. George didn't have it, mostly because he doesn't have normal liquor. George has the most eclectic variety of, of spirits I've ever come across. Now, you've got tipsies in Denver. I can get whatever's the Tipsy's at the ABC store in Virginia or maybe at Calvert Woodley in D.C. George has the rare stuff. Stuff that, when he says try it, I go for it. So I buy a bottle of Noah's Mill, handcrafted, literally small batch bourbon. This is not the stuff that's made at that big factory in Indiana, where everyone just slaps their name on it and says Small Batch. If you see it in every liquor store in every state in the country, it's not Small Batch. Never seen Noah's Mill, never heard of it. When George suggested it, I didn't hesitate, even with the price. Now, it was expensive. You know, I'm used to drinking a $30 bottle of whiskey. I could have bought two and a half for what I paid for this. It's a blend of up to 20 years of whiskeys that have been hand-selected and blended. And um, that's packed right now in my day pack. I swapped out my North Face bag to my old Nasty Low. So I want to get used to carrying gear in that for the Shad Run. So the plan is, I left at 6 o'clock. I did not get out of traffic until... 645 which is only about 16 miles and I'm headed up to New York right now and when I wake up I'll be 40 and I'm going to spend tomorrow low of 9 degrees swinging intruders and egg variations and nymphs and the sorts and I've got them all stocked in my new Risenfly Box, which is awesome I'll take pictures I'll have them up yeah, I could have taken pictures all week, but it's a low-key event. This is more about me just getting away. So I've got my eight-weight switch rod. I've got my commando head. Uh, about, I don't know, 2,000 flies I've tied over the years. And some um, instant udon, a gallon of water. And that's about it. The back of the car is set up like it was at the Lancaster show. And the reason there was no Lancaster show... There's another. T- Uh, I got sick. And, you know, I'm not going to the emergency room unless I think I'm going to die. So mark that back to the kidney stone last year. I thought I was going to die that night. Uh, I was car camping in Lancaster and got horrendously, violently ill. I thought I was going to throw up my fillings. So I got really sick. reason I didn't make it to the show on Saturday. Didn't have the energy to podcast on Sunday. I've got the car set up with two down comforters, egg foam, 32 degree bag, zero degree down bag, big down pillow. I've got my down jackets, vests. I'm gonna sleep well. Uh, if there's one thing that gets you back on a normal circadian rhythm, spending a couple of nights sleeping. And I'm just gonna enjoy this ride. We'll see how far I make it tonight. I don't think I'm going to fish first thing in the morning because it's going to be pretty darn cold, but um, you know, I plan tomorrow to fish hard, go into town, maybe get some kind of like meatloaf, mashed potatoes, and gravy, like home-cooked, comfort food, drive somewhere along the river, crack that bottle of whiskey, maybe watch a movie on Netflix, if I get cell service, and just have a Quiet evening. And then I'm gonna fish hard all day Thursday. And I'm gonna leave around one or two o'clock on Friday. Drive home for the weekend. I've got clients when I get back. Uh, see if I can make it to Wilkesbury at least. After all the gear I brought, I realized I didn't really bring like a beanie hat. I need a beanie hat. So I'll stop at Walmart to get a uh, 12 pack of Coca-Cola, maybe some gum. A beanie and then uh, I'll be on my way so next time I talk to you maybe I'll sound different but uh yeah I'll be 40 deg- 40 years old tomorrow I remember my dad turning 40 of all people he did a casting blast fly fishing waiting the Shenandoah in Levi jeans and then almost popping his shoulder out doing skeet shooting in the afternoon and that was a huge party for him Friends from out of town came. It was a huge surprise party. I'm doing the opposite. Like I said, if I could just go to sleep and wake up on Thursday, I would. But I'm going steelhead fishing. The fish of a thousand casts. If I just get one solid tug, I'll be happy. I'm uh, passing the former Portly Angler headed to the upper fly zone. It's quite the uneventful drive last night. I decided to pull over in Cortland at around midnight and I climbed in the back of the car and got in my proverbial cocoon, my sleeping bag and woke up today as uh start the second half of my life. I don't know if I turned to goo or not last night and reformed per a conversation on Reddit with the sister wife the other night during happy hour, but uh, here I am in my glorious 40s, and I'm going to go steelhead fishing today. I woke up at four in the morning to a snowy windstorm, it was beautiful, and got up, cleaned the car off, and here I am. It's sunny, it's bitterly cold, but that's not going to stop me. My plan now is to go suit up, get into my fleece bibs and my waders and face mask stuff and big hat, put some sunscreen on and head down to the lower fly zone and start swinging some flies. I haven't had a fish in cold weather in a long time, so this is going to be a little bit new to me as the winter in D.C. has been so mild. So I'm going to see where the first half of the day goes. Maybe around noon, I'm going to bust out the stove and make some of that udon. And I'm going to have some fun today. I'm going to enjoy my day off.
0: This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a
2: lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the
1: launch your online shop stage all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Well, I made it up here, and all week the water levels have been at 750 cubic feet per second. Yeah, well that more than doubled overnight. So when I pull up to the lower fly zone, I haven't seen this much water coming through here in a long time. And I am the only one here, so I am playing it safe. I'm not going anywhere crazy. I'm down at the old fart hole. Joe used to call it mid-pool, and um, it's the one with the two plastic chairs, and I'm the only angler in sight. It's a Bluebird Sky, I'm uh, putting my leader together right now, I also just realized that if my reel gets wet, I am screwed because I didn't bring another one in case this one freezes solid, so I would have to go back to the car and turn it on uh, because I'm not going to use my camping stove to heat it up. So I got my leader 3020 with a butt of amnesia, and I've got a barrel swivel tied on right now. It's pretty nice out here. I don't want to talk to anyone today. I just want to be on the water by myself. Y'all can join me. You're not really here at the moment. So now I've got 10-pound Seaguar to my swivel, and I'm going to clinch knot that on, and I'm going to pick out an intruder, something big and bright, and got a sweet little eddy back here. I don't have to wade in too deep. I can have my day pack all lined up, and I'm going to be good to go, looking forward to today. Get a nice big intruder out. I'm gonna go. Oh, damn, that one's pretty. Let me start off with this pink one. And you'll be able to see pictures of all the flies I decided to choose on the website. I'm gonna do a uh, uh, non slip mono loop on this. This is OPST intruder shank. I was emailing with Ben the other day. I guess I don't really, I'm the only one that calls it a pin for some reason. And um, let me start swinging out here. It's not too bad with the sun. I assume that if I have to get wet, I'm going to be screwed. Got several pairs of gloves. Damn, that knot just totally pulled through. And I am bundled up. I haven't been out fishing in this cold since between Christmas and New Year's. There's no signs of fish right now. There's just a, a bird in the sky going along the hemlocks. You know, I'll see how it goes down here. Maybe I'll go to the upper fly zone and fish up there for a bit and then move downstream and just work my way down towards town where I'm going to get a home-cooked meal. Someplace that cooks like your grandma would meatloaf mashed potatoes like a chicken pot pie that would be pretty pretty darn good tonight gotta do some work on my lanyard too I broke up a couple of a couple of my um, what do you call them zingers on here retractors all right that's it for now I'm getting in the water I'll uh, I'll check in with y'all in a bit just listen to that water, though, without me. That's why I'm here. And I'm reading that water. There's a set of riffles right through the middle. I see a seam. That's where I'm going to focus on. God, it's beautiful out here today. Let's fill you in. It's 2 o'clock now, Wednesday. Wednesday leaving melinda's for the second time i'll get to that so i decide there's just too much water down at the trestle pool and i hump it back out to come back up river and as i'm walking down the trestle pool i'm like oh look a cell phone it was mine so somehow i dropped my cell phone i'm wearing so many layers right now that it's difficult to move and keep things organized so then I get back in the car and I drive up and I'm going to go stop into Melinda's and I get out of my car and I see the guy from earlier and, uh, he said something to me about hook removal and I was like, did you get stuck? And he's like, yeah. I was like, all right, well we can try the mono method. Oh, so where, I'm going to get some 20 pound mono out of my car and say, where's the hook? And he points to the back of his head. And it's a streamer hook that's basically under his scalp through his windstopper hat. And I was just like, this is out of my jurisdiction. I can do fingers and arms and I've done noses a couple of times. But I'm not messing with this one. And I would probably have gotten a little woozy too. So he decides to go into town and I go into Melinda's, check things out scoping out some time material and there's a guy talking and a woman talking and all of a sudden I hear blah 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 blah, Bo Beasley I'm like man I cannot go anywhere without hearing about Bo I was with clients last summer at a boat ramp and they were firemen practicing shooting water taking it out of the lake and I hear them say something something Bo Beasley fly fishes it's like my goodness So I talked to Melinda a bit. Her suggestion is just fish lots of different locations. So after we talk, I go back and fish the lower fly zone a little bit longer. Decide, all right, I'm going to move downstream to Pineville. So I get in the car and I drive down and I fish off the boat ramp. The water's pretty, pretty fast down there. And I'm swinging intruders and worms and sucker spawns and nothing. So, I go downstream and below the bridge and I lose my Angora sucker spawn. All right. I'm going to tie on a white bugger. It's one we tied up at beer tie in December. And I'm using very little weight. And as I'm swinging it, it gets stuck. Something gets stuck. So, I'm just sitting there holding my line and it's very tight. And all of a sudden... The uh, laser line breaks and goes downstream and my commando head is somewhere, not attached to my line, no longer in my possession. So I throw out plenty of expletives, lots of F-bombs, and decide to climb up on the bridge and look down to see if I can see it swinging in the current. I see nothing. At that point, some cops roll up, roll down the window, and I'm like, oh, man, are you not supposed to be on bridges or something here? They just wanted to check how the fishing was. They're like, what are you doing anyway? And I explain how I just lost my line, and uh, I'm kind of screwed. So I tell them I'm probably just going to go back up to Melinda's, and they're like, yeah, that's probably your best bet. So even the cops know that Melinda's is, is the jam. I decide to break my rod down, put it in my day pack, and walk down river a bit just to see if maybe it floated up to the shoreline or something. And I'm walking and walking. I'm realizing that this sidewalk trail that people have been carving out through the snow and ice is just treacherous. And it's hurting my back and I'm just, I doubt I'm ever going to find this thing. So I get back to the car. Take off all my layers, grab my wallet, drive up to Melinda's, and luckily the other day, when I was packing, I noticed I have um, an over-the-door shoe holder that I keep all my reels in in my office, and I see the Rio Skagit short that Melinda had taken off last year, and I just like, all right, just grab it, just as insurance policy. So I grab that out of my gear bin in the back of the car and roll into Melinda's and she analyzes my running line and says that it got caught between rocks and it broke. So that's why I don't have it anymore. She suggested I just go to straight running line from now on. She doesn't like the mono. So she spools up while I do a little bit of shopping. Find some hooks that I've been looking for. Of course, they're... um, you know, you're know, you not going to find them around D.C. They're little must-add egg hooks. So I get some in tens, some Twelves, and I get some uh, Flash material for Circus Peanuts. And I know there's some other things I need. I think I needed Blue Saddle Hackle. But I can't remember off the top of my head. So by the time she's done spooling me up, I'm uh, ready to check out. And now I'm back in the car and I am headed... Into town. I'm gonna to go fish lower down and see if I can't dredge up some fish down there. And then by the time I do get to uh, finish fishing in about an hour or so, I am gonna be ready to go eat. And then I'm gonna probably just crash in the hotel parking lot, get a cozy sleep in my cocoon. And I gotta go rebuild my whole leader now. So I'm also glad I grabbed my 40-pound amnesia running line that I use for my butt section. And uh, a little pissed, you know, I, I lost a commando head. And I probably spent I don't know how much time at Melinda's in November just tying the knots to put all of that stuff together. So I think in the morning I'll start upriver, see if I can meet up with Dirty Bill at some point, And then uh, just fish my way down again. We'll see. And if I somehow break off my Skagit head, I will be thoroughly screwed. That's where we leave it today. And don't know where the guy with the hook went in his head, but apparently it's the urgent care across from Aldi. And if this Aldi still carries the pretzel buns, I'm going to go load up and bring those home and freeze them because our Aldis in Northern Virginia don't carry the pretzel burger buns anymore those things were legit alright, pulling into town I'm going to turn this off and uh, concentrate on getting down to the river alright, let's fill you in it's uh, 3.52 now and I drove down to the ballpark not the ballpark the clam shed yeah, the ballpark ballpark's all covered in snow anyway so I get out and I start putting all my layers back on because I took them all off at Melinda's so to speak and go to put on my big down jacket and the zipper breaks off so I'm a little screwed that way I might go to tractor supply and get a warmer jacket all I've got uh, is a Patagonia raincoat so we'll see how things go and at this point, I'm just cold, it's windy, the water's raging down there, lose a couple of flies, and I'm just not having it, thinking, damn, walk downstream a bit, it gets super shallow, sorry, all right, walk back upstream, and I'm walking through the water this time, before I was walking through the woods, and I noticed this nice little honey hole as you would call it. So I throw the bag down and, and start casting intruders out there, and nothing. Lose some sucker spawn. Uh, maybe a worm. I don't really know. And the thing that pisses me off when I lose a uh, intruder, it's not so much all the time and effort. It's it's the hooks. These hooks are not cheap. So I'm bombing out casts with my Rio. Line, which is much heavier than my OPST one that I was using. And I break off something and just open up my fly box. I'm looking around, and I see the icicle fly. We tied it beer tie. It's the one I lost earlier. Tie that on, and make a couple casts and it's it's brutally cold. I mean, it's a little bit of snow coming down. Everything's frozen. And I start swinging it and all of a sudden the line comes tight. I lift my rod and bam, boom, there is a steelhead on my oh, on my line. I freaking hooked a steelhead. On um, the goofiest looking fly you've ever imagined. And you know what? I kissed the steel head and I liked it. Uh, I broke whatever curse had been going on for the last three years. A beautiful, fresh, silvery dime bright with a little bit of olive top and some speckles. Absolutely beautiful. It's the second time I've ever landed a steelhead by myself no net, just brought it into the shallows got my camera out while it was in the water and I snapped a quick selfie and put it back in because you don't want to take these fish out of the water it's a no no, especially in this cold so I fish another maybe 20 minutes and after I break off the last, no I broke off two two more, I came with five of them and I've got one left So I decide, all right, next one I break off. I'm done for the day. I break off. I reel in, head back up to the car, and start taking all the layers off. Got to get my pants on and got to get my dinner clothes on. And I take everything off, start drying it, go over to all seasons because I went through my tying kit so I can tie more of those icicle buggers tonight. Don't have any hooks for them. I've got hooks for everything else here, but no big streamer hooks. So I go into All Seasons, and I also get some, uh, a Polar Flash color I don't have. Polar Flash Blue Pearl. So I'm going to add that into the tail fibers of this simple, just white bugger. Uh, you know, sometimes it's just the dumbest things that work. And I walk around All Seasons for, maybe I'm in there for 20 minutes maybe, just looking at stuff, talking to the guy... It's not that often I get to see, same with Melinda's, that much fly tying material. I'm looking for a gift for the Pixie. I was going to get her a t-shirt there, but it's got fish on like a stringer. Don't really want her advertising that since we don't do that in the Snow White household. So I make my purchase of some Mustad. What do I get here? Streamer 2X long, size 2, quantity 25. Do you know how many hooks of this size I've got at home? Four, five hundred maybe. So I get these ones and I am now in my car. I've got the heat blasting. It's a little uncomfortable, but I'm trying to dry some of the gear off so it wasn't free solid tonight. And I'm going to go look for dinner. I just went by the diner joint and it says closed for the season. So I am going to drive around, put the car back into gear, and uh, I'm going to go look for someplace else to eat. And, uh, I might have to go into downtown Pulaski uh, yeah, I'm a little bummed out I was looking forward to this It's Steph's Place Diner See you in the spring So that's a little disappointing But yeah I definitely shouted, did a little steelhead dance And um, Pretty damn happy with myself It's a celebration it, For a while I thought it was me It's like, man, maybe I should have gone to Charleston and tried redfish. Couldn't drive to Florida. Could have gone out somewhere southwest, maybe Tennessee for trout. Uh, And I was definitely thinking maybe I'm just not a good steelhead angler. And lo and behold, I caught my fish. So now I'm going to be texting uh, Dirty Bill. See what the deal is for tomorrow. Maybe we'll get together and do some fishing. Uh, But I think I'm going to go back to the same spot. Maybe get some non-boil food at the Topps grocery store as my uh, stove didn't really boil water today. So that's it. I'm going to go find some chow. Well, the day is just about over. It's, uh, it's 523 and I'm done. I ended up going over to Tailwater's Lodge. Most of the stuff in town. That was up to what I wanted to eat based on just Google searches. I think closes at four. So I went over to the lodge, had uh, some Irish soup, and then meatloaf and mashed potatoes. And the meatloaf was basically served on a platter. It was, it was not a loaf. It was, I don't know. I am so full Uh, That's the first real meal since I drove up yesterday after the funeral, which was... Yesterday was catered by the Queen Vic in D.C., so it was scotch eggs, chicken pie in pastry, and curry vegetable pie. So, yeah, that's about the first thing I've really eaten in about 24 hours. Uh, I'm probably not going to have to eat again for a while. Struck up some conversations with bartenders... And uh, the guy next to me it was Jim or John, big guy who's in town working, not fishing, and he is staying at the lodge f- while he's working. So he's been there since January, and not a bad place to uh, hang out and eat dinner every night. Um, the fried chicken looked pretty awesome, could have gone for those cheese curds, but if I had known how much mashed potatoes would have been on that plate, I would not have eaten the soup so i'm gonna go set up camp for the night tie some flies and i'm gonna open up that bottle of bourbon i'm gonna celebrate that gift of the steelhead today i'm still on cloud nine from that jammer and then the plan is to meet up with dirty bill at 0800 tomorrow at the lower fly and we'll see what we can get into tomorrow and then he can only fish until about the time I have to leave on Friday, which is fine. I'm thinking now I might have to stop at Dinosaur Barbecue on the way home. I have never been to Dinosaur Barbecue. It's sort of this legendary place in our house. We have the sauces everywhere in the pantry. I don't know how I'm thinking about food right now. I've got a food baby. You look at me. My goodness. The forecast is for rain on Friday. So we'll have to see if that actually turns to snow. But it looks like I'm probably going to have to change up my layering system based on the failure of the zipper today. Um, yeah, maybe I'll go to Tractor Supply now and check out some some heavy you know, coats. Yeah, I'll go do that now before I make my sleepy time. It's a a beautiful day if we're not catching fish. I'm uh, trying to warm up my feet. My right foot is completely numb at the moment. been swinging flies for about 40 minutes now above the bridge in Altmar with two local guys, uh, both about 70 years old. And we've been discussing some of the downfalls of the river. Uh, Local guys, guys that grew up here that were talking about how all the bivalves, the zebra mussels, quahogs, and some other stuff that have come into Lake Ontario on ballast water have just completely decimated the base of the food chain. Now, the water is so clear out in the lake now that he says he could see down where, you know, as a kid, he completely couldn't. Um, that the ecosystem's completely changed and it's had detrimental effects to the river also that the steelhead are eating so many alewives which apparently that's not a native food for them Uh, not that they're supposed to be here anyway both of them but that it gives them a vitamin deficiency and a lot of them have died off he said right now you're going to catch two size classes steelhead Uh, the size i caught yesterday which is like the 18 to 20 you know, those small ones and then, like, the, the huge ones, maybe a 30-incher. He said that's about it. He said the year class between that is all dead. And they're trying to get the authorities to make this a steelhead catch and release-only river. Uh, he said the amount of fish that got to the hatchery this year is an abomination. He said it's completely low. And then from those, if they can't get good eggs from them, then there's not going to be any steelhead to stock. And we do know there's natural reproduction going on in the tributaries, but that's not going to be enough to sustain a fishery up here. And he said, then people like me won't be driving up from Virginia to fish this if there's just no fish. He said, right now, I mean, they get one, maybe one fish in five days up here. Um, they come up weekly to fish together. They live, you know, 15, 20 minutes away. And they're swinging down below me. It's fun just to watch them throwing their lines. Um, and they said, what else did they tell me? Well, I've also, I've, uh, I've only seen one bug hatch the entire time I've been here. A midge just came off. I crawled up onto the snow, little winter midge. I have not seen a single stonefly since I've been here. Um, I've, came up so the two times I fished winter here the first one was 2005 in March and that was the time that we were staying with Joe and luckily we brought camping gear up because Joe ended up having to go back and Tom and I ended up camping in uh whether that was like 20 below or 30 below with wind chills you know single digits when we woke up everything was frozen solid And somewhere there's a picture of me on a toilet that we made out of snow and sat on with my waders around my ankle. It's not a pretty picture, but it's pretty funny. And then the other time I came up here was 2008 in the spring. That was the time we got 48 inches of snow, 49 inches in a day. And I was hooking fish in this spot all day long on flashback pheasant tails. Uh, Just got finished swinging one of those for about 10 minutes with no love. But uh, I'm going to keep trying. I want that, that larger class steelhead now. You know, beggars can't be choosers. But I want a big, dark buck with a red band and a kite jaw. Would love to see that. And it's just the sound of the water. It's a beautiful, sunny day. I'm completely gooped up in sunscreen. Uh, Didn't not buy a heavier jacket last night. Just wearing a sleeveless t-shirt. Flying the Flats long sleeve shirt. Patagonia three-quarter zip. And then a barber wool sweater. That's so old. I mean, you can see through it. Uh, Let's see over that. I've got a down vest. And then uh, that north face fleece I found in the parking lot. It's actually pretty warm right now sitting here getting the reflection off the snow. Just waiting for Dirty Bill to wake up and make his way down. There's no cell service here. I don't know what house he lives in, so I can't go knock on his door gonna keep keeping at it and then uh, maybe move down river. I think that's what I want to do later. Yeah, the stories from these guys, I'll try to get one of them on um, in a bit, but it's fun talking to some of the guys that have been here and seen the change and understand why things are different. But that's not gonna keep me from trying. That's why I'm up here. Man, it is absolutely gorgeous right now. It's probably... 17 18 degrees my fingertip was gloves my hands are toasty warm ice in the guides i'm just chilling on the beach right now it's pretty pretty damn good day pretty damn good oh there's another bug all right that's two bugs now in uh, 24 hours i've seen come off the little dudes crawling up on the the beach here Well, it's almost noon, waiting on a Dirty Bill to show up, and the two gentlemen have left, they're going to go check out the upper reservoir, take my face mask off, there we go, couldn't have asked for a, a nicer group of guys to hang out with for the morning, got a lot of information on them, uh, and while we're talking, I'm fishing a orange, yellow crystal meth with some Spoogee egg yarn blended in and uh my line starts moving and I lift my rod up and sure enough I'm hooked into a fish now I don't know if it was the big old brown trout that had moved through or not but there was a fish on and it wasn't excitingly hooked it was rather lethargic and I made the mistake of getting all my line on the reel before it moved off and just putzing around like that uh I lost it, but it was right in front of me, in a very sloped part of the water. don't know what it was, but it was over, but at least uh, I hooked one fish. There's another local guy that just showed up down below me, he's swinging the entire bottom section of this water to himself. got the uh, snow white damsel on now I'm going to switch to an angora yarn sucker meth fly and then I'm going to put that white bugger back on and just waiting on Dirty Bill to show up I don't know where he is but uh, it's a little bit windier now there's a couple of clouds way out on the horizon it's more or less a bluebird day my feet are not as cold as earlier I'm just swinging flies through the fast water here, to get it down, and then let it bottom out into the slack water to the left of this riffle. And ideally, there should be a fish just chilling there. Uh, one of the guys were saying that the big browns don't exist anymore. He said it's been over three years since he caught a uh, five plus pound brown trout. And he said uh, also an entire year class of cohos were killed. Maybe at the hatchery or something. Um, Just getting more stories from the locals about the fishery here. And they confirmed I should definitely hit up the dinosaur barbecue on my way back tomorrow. Uh, The other wife's going to think I cheated on her going there, but I'll I'll bring her something back. I'm looking forward to uh, barbecuing out on Saturday night wearing shorts and flip-flops after I mow the lawn. It's the first time I've had to wear fingertipless gloves since the trip to Ohio last year. That's how mild our winter's been. I'm gonna go take off this Snow White Damsel. I did hook a stick, it was covered in midges. so I took those out and photographed them. Not that I'm gonna fish a midge pattern up here, but just good reference. Gotta watch them crawl around on my hand a bit. Took a little video. Let's go tie on one of those pink and yellow Angora rabbit flies. Dirty Bill, where are you? All right. Take the face mask off. Downriver, I'll get you all caught up in a moment. We'll put this dat in the snow. Little handmade tripod. Now, if there were kayakers out, this would be the spot. There is, I guess you'd call it a hydraulic across from me. So I met up with Dirty Bill. Yeah, he just casually walked down from his house to the Fly Stretch. I don't know about you, but living within like walking distance to Steelhead, it's pretty darn cool. So we hopped in my car. We drove down a little bit to... I don't know where we were, but... I think it was like the Power Line. We were across from... The private water owned by Tailwater Lodge. We're down there and we're swinging and drifting and bottom bouncing. Nothing. The only thing that changed from the morning is midges. Uh, As I'm talking to you, one right around this dat, probably two or three dozen little midges. Uh, I had to keep my mouth shut because... They're flying in my mouth. They're in my glasses. They're in my ears. Tons of little midges. If I was in Colorado, I'd be stoked to put on like a size 18 midge or a 22, but that's not happening here. We fished for a good two and a half hours. It was beautiful. It was sunny. It was warm, but it was fishless. And I'm looking for all my woolly buggers there yeah, they are so dirty bill had a head to work so i dropped him off and i'm back down here where i caught my fish yesterday i stopped it at fat nancy's see if they have any cool gifts for the pixie they had some really cool shirts but nothing that really would fit her some cool glow-in-the-dark ones so down here now just lost a sucker spot on the bottom going to go back with the white woolly buggers figure I'll fish here for a couple hours until I get cold then I'll figure out my dinner plans the plan in the morning is I'm going to meet Dirty Bill at his place at 0800 and we're going to put the drift boat in and drift until maybe noon and then uh, I'll probably just head home from there and he will head to what he's got to do so that's the plan for tomorrow. We'll see how things go with the weather. Uh, saw a couple of winter stoneflies. One was really big. By the time I got my camera out to photograph it, that little, uh, little jerk had disappeared on me. But this snow now is just covered in midges. I've got a bead head, icicle bugger on. You throw that in, just to smash the barb. Let that absorb some water for a moment before I cast it out but if you can hear that behind me I wish I could hear this at night with my windows open This is pretty incredible wow and I'm sitting on this rock right now my feet aren't even in the water I'm just chilling and fishing on a rock I'll probably jump in in a moment But it's pretty darn peaceful out here. Midge is rising. Probably some fish in the water. Big rapids. The sound of water. It's very soothing. This is exactly what I needed for my my dad-cation. Well, it's the last day of the fishing trip. I'm on my way. It's uh, about 745 Go meet Dirty Bill. We're gonna go float a couple miles today. Hop in and out of the boat. Look for some fish. I got the heat cranked. It's above freezing. It was uh, about thirty degrees warmer when I woke up than last night. And when I left Dirty Bill yesterday, I headed downtown to the ball fields. Back to the same spot and pretty much swung and drifted and nymphed everything in my arsenal to no avail I decided I'd fish till about 5 o'clock and I didn't even last that long about 4.40 I called it I was just too tired headed back to the car unloaded my gear and I realized that there are leaks on both legs of my waders I could have wrung out my socks they were so wet so I did a quick change of my socks put on my shoes and headed into the grocery store trying to uh, get some local stuff for the wife. It's always a six pack. So I got her an unpasteurized Ithaca pale ale. So you got to keep that refrigerated so it doesn't explode like the old Coors. And then I got uh, a box of a dozen little local apple pies for the Pixie. I tried getting her a stuffed animal at Fat Nancy's. All they had were bass. I figured it should be some kind of salmone because I'm up here. Then I rolled over to Stefano's. Got myself a large meatball sub. And for $7, that is way more food than I could get back home. The bread, fresh, homemade. A little airy. I would have preferred something a little more chewy. I was definitely hungry after I finished it. Uh, Looks can be deceiving, but it was darn good. It's nice to have some homemade marinara sauce and some meatballs. And the kid making the pizzas in there probably thought I was staring at him being some creep. But I was watching how he was making the pizza and realizing, again, just how lousy my dough is that I make at home. And I got back to camp, the motel parking lot, a little after 6. And basically uh, listened to All Things Considered. Ate my sandwich and went to bed. The wife called at like 7.15 and I was mumbling. I was so tired. So I got pretty much 12 hours of sleep last night. It was extremely cozy and warm in there. And I had a recurring dream that I had driven back to Virginia and that I had to meet Dirty Bill at 8 o'clock today. And I kept figuring out what time I'd have to leave in the morning or overnight. And I figured I'd have to leave at 1 in the morning to get here by 8. I probably had that dream 5 or 6 times at least. I'd roll over, open my eye a bit. Uh, But regardless of waking up a couple times, I'm rested. The back feels good. Just stopped at Ronald's Place. Got a bacon, egg, and cheese muffin. It'd be nice if they had more than One sauce at the pumps for your condiments, besides the ketchup. They definitely need to do um, fries 24 hours a day. Hash brown is just too greasy, doesn't cut it for me. I want large fries with this. And now I'm on my way to meet Dirty Bill. I've got the heat crank to help dry out. My waiters are inside out. So while I was eating last night, I just had them hanging out the back of the car to air dry inside out. Now I'm just warming them up. I've got enough layers on that. Whatever small leak didn't penetrate uh, four layers of legs. All right, passing Pineville. Let's see how long it takes to get to Altmar. This is what we're going to float today. And I wanted to tie up some purple wiggly worms last night. I just didn't get to that. I was too darn tired. And uh, we're gonna fish till about one, and then I think we're gonna part ways. And I might not see Dirty Bill until fall. Um, though maybe in the fall we'll try maybe the Erie tribs. I don't know. Talking to those guys yesterday, it just seems like this place is just going downhill. And the one thing the guy was saying is that they, the officials don't want to admit because they don't want to scare away anglers from coming up here and spending money they don't want to admit that there's something wrong with the fishery and that it's in decline uh, and that they need to fix it they're rather just kind of letting it go a bit while they're looking into it while still encouraging people to come up and fish alright that's about it Uh, I'm driving through the pines now all the hemlocks are off to my left maybe we'll see some bald eagles down there today I'm just going to take the the day pack, two switch rods, and uh, jump in the boat and go see what we can find. I wish I brought my DSLR for some pictures. But it's overcast. I broke out my yellow costas for the day. I'm going to actually wear a winter hat all day, not just my baseball hat. We're expecting snow and then maybe a changeover later. Uh, I don't mind fishing in snow. But I don't want to be fishing in cold rain. That's another thing. That's what goes through your gloves and just chills you to the bone. So I am now pulling into Altmar. Got to go find Dirty Bill's house. I'm going to be a couple minutes early. Maybe I got time to tie up a worm or two. We'll catch up on the river and see what Dirty Bill's got to say. Bill, where are we right now?
2: We are on the Salmon River. Uh, Just below the bovines. In the upper section that runs from Altmar down to Pineville It's odd being in the front of a drift boat It's not, not something I'm used to I know, it's nice, isn't it? Getting getting uh, bird's eye view that, instead yeah. of uh, staring at the back of someone's head I'd switch, but I'd
1: probably row us into some back channel Nah, you'd be alright So we lost our snow, now it's just like a cold rain today A couple of boats out
2: Yeah, a few few boats more than I've been seeing you know the waters we got great water but fish aren't playing well but it's early we've got plenty of river to cover
1: and how far was it for you to put your boat in today from home
2: uh, about 150 yards That's Ridiculous.
1: <laughs> my goodness
2: save on gas yeah if it's icy out I can slide it down the hill to the river
1: <laughs> what do you throw what, what's your setup today on your, uh, your spay rod uh, I got
2: uh, uh, 600 green skagit head um, running some mo tips and you know switching up my flies you know a couple of nymphs some streamers you know trying to see if we can get something to play nice uh, should be plenty of fish coming in it's almost spawning time. It's that tricky time of year when uh, you know it could have it could be a fantastic day or it could be a, a, a shutout day. Hopefully we uh, find it somewhere in the middle.
1: I'm down with that. Just need to hook something at least today. Yeah. Something other than a rock. Yeah. I got a couple sticks. They don't count. Oh. I Has gotcha. anybody ever like hit a branch here with a hook and just gotten stuck and like dangled from the tree? Got let, like the boat went down river and they're just dangling from one of these
2: snags. No, but uh, i almost left some rods. Right. The ones that are hanging out the back of the boat when I'm uh, not paying attention to the tail end. We just passed a really nice thingamabobber.
1: Kind of grabbed out on the next float down. That's what I do on my days off when it's warm out. This is where we spent most of uh, last fall. Down here. There was a beach back then. Yeah, there's still a beach. Away. I don't know if this thing's waterproof or not, but we'll catch up again. Well, I'm cold and I'm wet. I could use a hot shower, probably a manicure. My hands look like a corpse's right now. It was snowing pretty hard when Dirty Bill and I put in, and then it just turned to cold rain. And I'm pretty sure that. One of my booties in my neoprene has a hole in it. And that's where the water's coming in on one foot. This is the kind of weather that your mom tells you not to go out in. Because you're going to catch a cold. So we fished uh, 9, 10, 11, 12. They're like four and a half hours. And nothing. Didn't see anybody hook up. People with bait. People pinning. People swinging. People nymphing. So we just said, screw it. Let's just go get warm, so Bill's off to go warm up, take a nap I am going to go uh, into town and I'm going to change and I'm going to make my way back south, down to the Mason Dixon fun trip, we uh, will catch up more once I it was a rough morning with the weather, perfect steelhead weather, overcast, raining cold, low pressure just don't know what was going on I'm going to go charge all my apparatus and uh, Roll on out And it was fun Watching Bill row he, he knows this river in uh, Dirty water, high water Low water, clear water He was able to Put us on all these different spots And back in Things and turn It's fun being in a, in a drift boat When someone else is rowing that knows what they're doing And the put out I mean he knew exactly how to Get in this eddy and spin the boat around and drop anchor. Uh, His anchor is massive. I took a picture of it, so I'll post a picture. Passing through Pineville, turning you off. Now, I've seen some cray in my day, but right now we're on 81 South. And I saw this traffic on the opposite side, and I couldn't figure out what was going on. It turns out there was a dog running down the median. And while we're this slow, there's some nice lady's boot right there in the median. So I get out to try and help corral the dog. We're now going about three miles an hour. The dog bolts from me and gets in the middle of three lanes and just starts running down. So I see an 18-wheeler coming, trying to get them to slow down. They hit the brakes. Every other car is hitting the brakes. Now, now we're to stand standstill. Um, so, I don't know if the dog is in someone's car, if it's still in the middle of the road. But, uh, yeah, I mean, as a dog owner, the last thing you want to see is something like this. I'm the only one here that knows what's going on, too. Uh, everyone else is pretty pissed in traffic. Uh, but the truck driver is doing a good job kind of controlling the traffic around him. I don't know where the dog is now. All right, now we have emergency vehicle cutting in from the shoulder going across what would be ideal is if everybody could just sort of corral the oh he's back in the road Um, i don't even know whose dog this is if it jumped out of someone's car here's a woman walking i'm gonna help uh, try and slow down the dog Everybody can sort of organize. We can sort of block the dog from getting back into traffic. We're at exit 31 right now. I went to Whitaker's. since we're I'm on the on chat with you. And I wasn't going to buy anything. And then I see Skagit shooting heads on sale for $29, Rio. So I bought a 23-foot Skagit head. And then bought some cool Estaz, uh, kind of chenille, antrony things since the shad season starts for me tomorrow when I get back and uh, hit the road didn't find Fryhofer cookies at Burn Dairy this is about three miles now that we've been uh, dealing with this dog it's just one of those weird things that happens Uh, so I'm on my way to Dinosaur hey buddy come back come back come back you're going the wrong way dude and this thing looks like a coyote. Well, I hope they get it. It just ran the opposite direction. Everyone now is trying to help it. All right, I am uh, past it now, so I can no longer be an assistance. But hopefully, um, they get this pup to safety. It's got two collars on. Like one was a shot collar, and one was a non-shot collar. So, I don't know why they couldn't kind of just zap the dog. Uh, Now the police are showing up. Maybe it's Burke. All right. That's it, folks. I'll check in with you after I go to my dinosaur barbecue. Damn. That was some good barbecue. Pulled off 81, and it was maybe a quarter mile. Why have I not been going to dinosaur original location all these years? I don't know. Had to do a couple laps around the lot, or the block, I should say. Their uh, Parking spots were mostly filled up with snow, but a guy was pulling out, and I jumped in. and I had 30 minutes left on the meter, so I rolled into Dinosaur, and I thought there would be a huge line, but there wasn't. So I looked at the menu, and the nice young lady behind the counter helped me pick out a brisket sandwich. And then I got a side of beans and a side of mac and cheese. Get in my car, take a bite. And I'm like, damn, that's that's good barbecue. I'm going to say that I would eat an entire sandwich of just the fatty pieces. The fat in that barbecue brisket had this sweet smokiness and this, like... Silken texture to it. It was the best part of the sandwich. Oh my goodness. The beans and, and uh, max salad have been opened yet. I'll wait till I fill up gas next. And then I hit the road. I'm back on 81. And I've got uh, about four and a half hours remaining till I get home, 8 p.m. ETA. Now, before we end this podcast, let's talk about the fishing. Uh, I caught the only steelhead. I saw the entire week It was only crowded today Mostly because that's Friday The rest of the week The river was fairly unoccupied But amongst the bait people The pinners, the swingers The nymph people The meat chuckers The bobber folks It was the only one that caught a fish So I think that was fairly impressive Now I'm going to say that On a whim, let's think of an inversely proportional graph. As you go up in years since 2001, as your uh, vertical axis and your horizontal axis is the amount of fish caught, hooked throughout those years, it's going to go down as you go further out. I'm going to say the last time I really seriously got into fish out here was the time when it was... Uh, Thomas, Khalil. I don't know if Thomas was here. Or at least Scott, Khalil, Rebecca, Miles, and myself. And Jason came up a little later. Uh, that was probably about three and a half to four years ago. Don't know what the deal is. It could be all those things other people have said. I don't know. It's not like my flies have gotten worse and, and my skills have gone downhill over time. I'd like to think they've gotten better it's just not you know when I try to explain to Holt why I carried so much tying material it's because I used to lose like 30 flies a day in fishing on snags mostly on fish just huge steelhead and browns breaking my line it doesn't happen anymore I don't know I only had to tie up a couple of flies this trip nothing seemed to work better than others I don't know. it. At some points, I was using 2X Floral Carbon. Other times, I was using just 10-pound Seaguar. Didn't make a difference. But I'm going to go back happy. I got what I wanted, which was a couple days out, some quiet time on the river. Uh, Icing on the cake was having Dirty Bill float with me today, seeing some of the spots that I haven't seen in a while. And then, of course... That barbecue was, was pretty nuts. So I'm on my way back. Everything of Salmonids is going to be erased from my head. It's time to think of the alocids and the clupeids and the Mororanes for the next several months. It's going to take a while to unpack the car. I'm looking forward to that hot shower tonight. I need to shave. My face is all itchy. I was wearing a face mask today. I didn't like it because I didn't shave for a week coming up here. Gonna go sit outside tomorrow night, barbecue, gonna have to mow the lawn, and that's it. I had a good time, glad I got away. Let's see how my 40s are. Hopefully, they're fishy. Hopefully, you know, at 50, I can still climb in and out of a drift boat. It wasn't that easy today. I had a lot of layers on, it. speaking of that, it's getting warmer as I'm going south, so I keep shedding layers. Uh, it's to the point now where I don't know, I can't really take anything else off while driving. So I'm going to have to open some windows and turn on some cold air. Pennsylvania roads are open, not too many people out. Yeah. I think that's it folks. What would uh Porky Pig say? Like blah 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 blah. blah. That's all folks. Thanks for listening to this one and we'll talk about Shad coming up right on. All right.
2: Thank you for
0: joining us for the Fly Fishing Consultant Podcast. For more information or to contact Rob, please go to www.robsnowwhite.com. And if you lack the strength of your own, honey, hold out your hands and take it from an old man. Freestone
2: Media at freestone-media.com.